Glory. You a child of God tonight? Yes, I am. Amen. If that can be a reality, there ain't nothing that'll stand before you. Is that right? Yes, sir. Amen. We're fresh off camp. (laughs) We're still celebrating. (laughs) You might not have been there on one of those days, but Saturday night was celebration night. And we're celebrating, so we're going to do a little bit more of that tonight. Right, Levi? We're going to celebrate. If you get starchy on me in these pews, I'm just going to redo these pews into something different. Just because we get into the sanctuary here doesn't mean we can't be free. Because you just sang to me, I'm free indeed. Okay? We ain't going to get all, oh, glory. No. <laughs> no, not now, not tomorrow, and not 365 from now. Be free. If God set you free on the weekend, young people, express it. Amen? All right. Glory. Thank you, musicians. We're going to turn our Bibles. We're going to have a little testimony night. All right, I'm not going to give a big open window. So if God has something on your heart and you want to say something, it's going to be a window and you can come up here. We're not going to linger and 9.30 comes along. You're like, "Ah, I want to say something. (laughs) Your opportunity will have passed. So we want to just be mindful, tuck that in your heart, young people, and we'll just do a little, we'll give some glory back to God. We're going to return to Mark 5. While you're turning there, you'll notice the scripture where Jesus went to the country of the Gadarenes and dealt with a man that we know by the name of Legion. But I'm going to start at verse 18. Brother Andrew Spencer spoke a little bit in this area, very one of the services. Just looking for a certain verse that I was just going to note here, but I'm just not seeing it in my in front of me. All right, verse eighteen. And when he was come into the ship, this is after now Legion has been delivered. And when he was come into the ship, he that had been possessed with the devil prayed him, speaking to Jesus, that he might be with him. So Legion is wanting to follow Jesus and go with him on the boat. Howbeit Jesus suffered him not, but saith unto him, Go home to thy friends, and tell them how great things the Lord hath done for thee. Amen. He wanted to follow Christ. He wanted, I want to be in your boat. I want to go with you. Now, there were those that he said, come follow me, and they didn't take it. Right. Right. Yeah. Legion's like, please, Lord, I just want to go with you. He says, well, go to thy friends. Go home. Tell them how the great things the Lord hath done for thee and hath compassion on thee. And he departed. And began to publish in Decapolis. You can put up the slide while we're reading here, just so you can get an idea on this. There we go. In Decapolis, how great things Jesus had done for him, and all men did marvel. You may have your seats. As we just, I'm just going to note here, Decapolis is all the cities in black. All right? All the cities in black. This is, uh, he didn't, he didn't just, Go to his house and his block and say something. He didn't just go to his school or his work. He didn't just go to his city. He actually went all through Decapolis publishing what God did for him, which is quite a large area, is it not? Okay, so tonight we just wanted to give you a little bit of a Legion was delivered of many demons. And he had a lot of reason. He said, go tell your friends. And he took that in a big way and said, I'm just going to tell my friends. I'm going to tell the country. Decapolis. All right, young people? So if God did something to you, I don't care, young or old, God commanded Legion to go testify. Bless you, Sister Margaret. Amen? We're going to testify. Don't hold it in. We're going to speak about what God did for us. It's a big part. To go, go and glorify. Brother Brandon, we've said it before, I think Brother Tom has mentioned in a quote, and when they're praising, he's saying, praise him, praise him, and they're in an after service. I just listened to it today. He said, go thank him, praise him. He says, that's the salve that opened your eyes. Not physical eyes, your eyes to see God. He said, praise him, and he says, praise him. 
And that's what we need to do tonight. Just keep praising him and praising him. And you're praying for some healing. Maybe you're still holding something in your heart. And that unlocks that by your praise. And you receive that in the name of Jesus Christ. A little bit about camp as we just kind of lead into that. I'm going to watch my time because I... If you don't come up, I will then just take my notes. <laughs> but if you come up, then you save you from having to do that. <laughs> But uh, we had a real desire for camp this year, in fact, and I know it was mentioned to the young people, and um, we, we thought maybe we'd even just delay camp and this year and, and postpone it till next year, was a thought that we had in just, with just different events, and uh, we know, as I said to the young people, and some of this young people will be rehearsed uh, again, but we've got a lot of the people have supported the camp, and the brothers and sisters here, they support you, and they pray for you, and, some even support you to be at camp. And so they, they also deserve to hear what God is doing. They also get a, should be able to enjoy the benefits of what God has, has spoke to you and, and, and the burden of it to get there. So we just labor with us here as we go through this a little. And so we just felt maybe, you know what, forget the drink, maybe that we would uh, just hold off on camp. But uh, Brother Tom was speaking with Brother Ed, and they just, Brother Ed said, no. No, we, we do need to do something for our young people. And so we, we said, well, we'll, we'll 180 and, and go hard in that direction. <laughs> and, uh, and so we just started pondering what we felt for the young people. And, and really what came to our hearts was just a real desire for just a personal camp. Right. And that is a theme that you'll see probably through a lot, maybe different testimonies. And, and, uh, and I've seen for sure in different written ones is that it was indeed a personal camp. Um, we wanted it to be a real experience for them, not just a routine. And we talked about it just being a sacred sands camp for the young people. We wanted them to, to meet God as Moses did at a burning bush experience where he saw God in a real way and he met that pillar of fire and Moses could then go down into Egypt knowing exactly who he was and stand before Pharaoh. And so we just really desired that for the, for the young people and, and how we could... Well, we, how we just could facilitate and allow the Lord to come in and, and meet the uh, children in a, in a, in a children, young people in a very real, real way. Right. And that was uh, important. And uh, so I'm gonna pr- I do have a little bit of a clip, because we haven't even let the services go up online, so you have no clue what I'm even talking about. Only the young people do, right? So uh, I thought, well, I'm not, I'm not, a, I'm not nothing like Brother uh, Andrew Spencer, so... I figured he'd best that he said what he said to you and how he said it instead of me rehearsing it in my way. So we're going to play just a, it's about a 10 minute chunk, three or so minutes from each service. And uh, you'll just get a little feeling of, uh, of the services and then we'll, we'll go right into uh, the rest of the service. All right, so if you're ready for that, we can hit play and we'll enjoy 10 minutes. Recap this again. This is not an icebreaking night. I know that you've been traveling in and you've had your busyness of day. But I'm going to ask you to just dive in with me. There's no, there's no ice-breaking service, so I'm going to preach. You pull, and we'll watch God go to work. So, so you have got me in a very special spot right now because you've got me with, I'm in attack mode. I'm in attack mode because he has attacked my family. He's attacked the family of God. So this is a very dangerous camp for Satan. If he shows up here, he's going to get exposed. So let's just have a good time in the Lord. They want to find that that calling in their life and their purpose in life of, of what they're destined to do and what they're predetermined to do. And I believe that tonight that, that there is a God that has predetermined your path. That, that before you ever got to camp that there was a God that came and hollowed this ground and, and made a preparation for you. I believe that the angels of God have gathered around this, around this building as it were and began to hollow this place. And I believe that you have arrived at this moment. And I believe that God is going to speak something to you this weekend. I believe that God is wanting to say to you that that you are in a spot of the revealing of the hour, of the word of this hour, and you are right in the spot that you belong in. There's a young people that are disbelieving the devil's lie. You're a people that's got the answer to the devil's question. The power of the Holy Ghost is here. 
May this be the night tonight that you come to this camp and you say, tonight I'm not walking away the same way I walked in. You have been given a message that will shake Satan's kingdom down. It's a time when a young people start taking this word and start cutting down every demon power. If you'd realize tonight what power that you hold in your hand, that you can let this thing loose. That Satan can't stand before you. That hell can't stand before you. If you could realize tonight. If you could realize tonight that there's a power of the Holy Ghost in this place. This message is none other than Jesus Christ. This message didn't come to prove Brother Branham. This message, Brother Branham came to prove Jesus Christ. This is more than Brother Branham. This is more than Tom Ray. This is more than Brother Ed Biscoe. This is more than Ron Spencer. This is about a body. This is about a body that is getting ready to be lifted off of the ground. You don't belong to this world. You belong to a kingdom that is not of this world. If you pick it up and you walk out of here with the same bag that you walked in, that's your fault. But I'm telling you tonight... You don't have to walk out of here the same way you walked in. This night can be the best night for the rest of your life. It can be the first night for the rest of your life. Satan's trying to whisper in your ear, don't stand up. But I'm telling you, rise and walk through the land. Satan's afraid of this altar call. And the reason why Satan's afraid of this altar call is because there's going to be a young people that walk out of here so filled with the Holy Ghost. That it'll shake Laodicea. It'll shake Mount Baker. It'll never be the same. Today you have a closer relationship to God than what Moses had. How much more? How much more, young people, has he got a purpose in your life for you to take this sword of the Spirit and cut down every demonic power that has rose against us in Laodicea? I say tonight, in the name of the Lord, that there's a young people that's going to push aside every demon of doubt, every demon of criticism, every demon of skepticism, and says, I'm here, and I'm fully persuaded that God is able to keep me all the way through Laodicea. Is showing it's the celebration of victory. So tonight, young people, I want you to declare from your lips that tonight is my night of celebration. Tonight is a night when we kill the fatted calf and prodigals come back. Tonight is a night when we celebrate. Cloverdale, I want you to celebrate tonight. Parents that are streaming, I want you to celebrate tonight. Tonight is the night of celebration. Demons will flee. Depression will flee. Cancer has to leave. Hallelujah. We will celebrate the victory tonight. Who devil? But some people don't want to go and get dirty and they don't want to die out and they don't want to have, they don't want to go through the misery of dying. You see, the reason why people hold on to those things and they don't want to, they don't want to come to the altar and they don't have a good old fashioned Pentecostal experience is because they love living with devils. They love the thing that they're doing. And as long as you love living with an enemy, you'll never get rid of it. But when you really hate living with the devil, that's when you'll kick him out. you got to realize, young people, that there's a devil out there that is wanting to kill you. He's wanting to steal your life. He's wanting to destroy your family. Don't miss what's going on here. There's something supernatural that's going on in that event. You see, it takes more than a man to say those things. Because if Brother Ron dies in that situation, Brother Biscoe's whole ministry is on the line. But you see, it was more than a man that laid it upon Brother Biscoe's heart. It was my God that raised my daddy out of a burn unit. And if he could raise him out of a burn unit, he can raise him out of cancer. is going to be a mess. You're going to have to cry through it. You're going to have to stomp through it. You're going to have to fight through it. But don't you be afraid of it. Don't you be afraid of it. God is good. He'll bring you through. He'll bring you through. He'll make a way. He's my God. He's your God. He's a mighty conqueror. He ain't never lost a battle and he don't plan on losing one now. Say, uh-uh, not today, Satan. You ain't taking my family. You ain't taking my people. You ain't taking my young people. You ain't taking my church. You ain't taking my pastor. You ain't taking nothing. You're nothing but 
a lying devil. Take your hands off of God's property. I don't belong to Satan. I belong to Papa God. This is where we belong at. They couldn't figure out how that, that, how that one man would come behind Micah and Isaiah and Joel and all the prophets and all the prophecies and fulfill every single one of these prophets. But because Jesus was the Word, He could fulfill every single one of these scriptures because He was exactly what the prophets said that He would be. Oh. But here in an earthen vessel was that power. The one that created the world. Swayed down that silk string and hit that key. Ran into the jar. Benjamin Franklin didn't know what he had. But he began to scream, I got it. I got it. I got it. Some of you sitting here got filled with the baptism of the Holy Ghost last night. You're not sitting in that condition. You don't know. There's some people that don't know what you got. But you know what you got. You know that there was a power that came on the inside of you that transformed your life. Begin to put a little chokehold on you. You were God's. I want you to look at your neighbor and say, I was God's. I was God's. I want you to say it till you believe it. I was God's. I was God's before the foundation of the world. Before I was. Before I was Sam Ray's son. I was God's son. Before I was Michael Ray's son. I was God's son. Before I was born in this church. I was God's son. I was God's son. Before I ever was a Spencer, I was in God's mind. And what was in God's mind had to be released. Had to be released. Had to be released. And all of a sudden, there came a lightning strike that bottled up on the inside of me. The same power, same life, same Holy Ghost, same word, same manifestations. Because you rolled out of your bed. And because you know who you are, Satan gets all hot and bothered and all disturbed. And it begins to have a hot flash and get all worried about what in the thunder is going to happen today. Well, guess what, Satan? They're going to overcome and they're going to win. So you might as well get used to losing. You have lost ever since the beginning and you will keep on losing. There has been a lightning strike. There's been a lightning strike. How many can testify there's been a lightning strike? There's been a lightning strike. And you're not leaving here the same way you came into this camp. And you can sing this song, God is good all the time. All the time, God is good. You believe that? You believe that? So I want you to remember these moments, this moment in camp, that when you don't feel like God is good, you remember that you testified that God is good. How many, how many has been delivered in this camp? All right, now I want you to take a look around. Keep your hand up. I want you to take, everybody's been delivered. I want you to take a look around, young people. There's people just like you that were delivered. Now I'm going to ask you another question. How many people have been set free? Raise your hand. You've been set free. I want you to take a look around, young people. And when you feel like you're in bondage, you can look around and say, Hey, if lightning struck right there, lightning can strike right here. How many have received the Holy Ghost in this meeting? Look at them hands. Boo devil. How many received the Holy Ghost in this meeting? Raise your hands again. Now I want you to stand up. I'm challenging you to stand up that received the Holy Ghost. Woo-hoo-hoo! Woo! Back up, devil. Now you that have not, and you're still lingering for it, I want you to take a look around. And if lightning struck them, lightning can strike you. Hallelujah. Go to praising God this morning. Go to praising Him this morning. Yes, sir. My, 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 my. Hallelujah. Is the lightning struck? How do you follow that up? Man, he is, he is lightning in a bottle, brother Andrew. That's 10 minutes of three days. That was an incredible time. So now, young people, I want you to just rehearse back what God just did for you because that's there replaying in front of you what God was doing to you in each one of those services. And now we're going to testify. Yeah. What he did, you stood. I looked. At, I looked at that from the platform, and I just was pondering. I said, Lord, you know, our, I was telling a couple of brothers. I said, you know, our young people do not. We don't preach. This is an easy. Oh, I just got baptism in the Holy Ghost. I got filled with the Holy Ghost. It's not a casual thing to us. That's not casual. Okay, we don't we don't preach that a casual filling. Oh yeah, no, that is something that we hold with reverence. That is something that is precious. Something that needs to be real. All right. And so when 
And I know young people have gone through a lot of services, a lot of camps, and they've seen friends, and they've seen different ones, and they just have a cycle of an experience. Well, I don't want an emotional experience. I want something real. So I said, oh, God, when I saw the young people stand up that could take a stand and say, you know what, I was filled with the Holy Ghost this weekend. I said, that is incredible. That was precious. It was worth it all. One person could have stood, and it was worth it all for me. I got a couple of emails this weekend that just just rocked, rocked me right to my socks and just said, it just made my day. What is going on in our young people's hearts and their minds is incredible. It's, their, their, their thoughts are deep. Their yearnings are deep. Their cravings for God are deep. We did a, a little thing different, something a little different on the Sunday, Saturday morning. And we didn't have a regular devotion. We had a bit of a, just a bit of a different uh, sit down with the young people. We just took some questions. So we handed out a little paper on the Saturday or the Friday night, and they kind of just wanted to poke them a little bit and ask them some questions of what they were been thinking about and what's on their hearts, where their struggles are, and can they talk to somebody? You know, we we were prodding a little bit, and uh, and you know the the young people were just extremely honest, just extremely honest, and and have real desires and. I printed a paper and I forgot it, but it was over 70 or so pieces of, of paper we received and over 60 of them were just deep desires. I just want more of God. I just want more of God. I want to be filled with the Holy Ghost. I want a closer walk with God. These, this, is the, this is the majority of the young people's you know, deepest desires. And that was that just, that just a test, I will say, it a test to you parents as well. The, and, and it's something that should, should, uh, we should have a desire just to try and culture that more. Uh, and, and how can we connect? And that was our, we wanted to be able to connect a little bit different. We didn't do skiing this year, and we did different. We wanted, and we, Brother Marco and myself, we talked, we, and Brother Luis and the, and the sisters, and we just said, you know, we want to be able to take away the logistics time and allow us to be able to be available to the young people and, and, uh, and just be present and be able to connect with them a little bit or just and so that was the heart that was the heart of the of the weekend and and the lord i believe honored that and in the different ways not studying directly with myself but amongst all of our counselors and through the preaching of the word the lord was connecting on a really deep personal way with the young people and so just to slip uh, another thought just a little thought here and then i'm gonna you better you can line up you can line up and come up if you feel to, to maybe just say a few words. But just before that, testify. After Legion was delivered, he testified. Now, testify is to make a statement based on a personal knowledge or belief. It's a serve, it testifies to serve as evidence or proof of something's existing or being the case. Okay, it's proof, it's evidence that something exists. Or it's to make actually a solemn declaration under oath for the purpose of establishing a fact. Legion was establishing a fact. Jesus came by my way. I was full of demons and I am now free. He was establishing a fact by his testifying. Amen? And you're going to do that as well. By your testifying, you'll establish the fact that God met me in a real way. I am like Moses before the burning bush. No one can explain that away from me. I'm testifying about it. A solemn oath. All right? That's the, that's te- testify is not just, well, God met me. No, you are saying something under a solemn oath. I'm testifying. It's powerful. All right, Joseph? It's powerful. It's no secret, and it's not something we're going to hide under a bushel. All right? We're going to let the world know. Because you're going to blast that back at the enemy... To tell him what you, he, what God did for you. This is this is this is weapons against the enemy, amen. You know, because we Scripture says, "Bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me, bless His holy name." Right? That's what Scripture says. What's the next verse? I'm giving you time to catch it while I uh, pull it up. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me, bless His holy name. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and yes, it's exactly Psalms one hundred three. You can turn to it. Bless the Lord, who forgiveth 
after. What are his benefits? Who forgiveth all thine iniquities? Who healeth all thy diseases? Who redeemeth thy life from destruction? Who crowneth thee with loving kindness and tender mercies? This is what God was doing for us at camp. We were receiving of his benefits, amen? Who satisfieth thy mouth with good things so that thy youth is renewed like the eagles. We heard about that. Did we not, young people? We heard about the eagle as he was smashing his beak against the stone and renewing his youth. But he had, to de- he had to desire to make the change, which some of you indicated. I desire to make the change, to go through that so that I may be renewed. The Lord executed the righteousness and judgment for all that are oppressed. The Lord is merciful and gracious, slow to anger and plenteous to mer- in mercy. He will not always chide, neither will he keep his anger forever. These are his benefits. Amen. Bless the Lord, O oh my soul, and forget not all his benefits that we received this weekend. Brother, Brother Andrew uh, mentioned celebrating. He said, and the victor, we're the victors in our triumph. And we're triumph. The triumph that we're celebrating here is over the enemy. And so when you go through a, a big event, I'd say uh, there's the aftermath of an event. Okay? We've been through a big event. And a big weekend, and God has moved in a, in a great way. And there's the aftermath of that, all right? So the aftermath, though, usually is a derogatory or kind of a negative aspect. Usually it's like an earthquake, and you're dealing with the aftermath of the earthquake. Or you had a tsunami, and it's all this af- the aftermath of it, right? But I was just thinking, there is indeed that, because Satan is picking the pieces up of what just happened this weekend. There's aftermath of this weekend in a great way, all right? Satan is trying to figure out what just went on at camp this year, okay? He had the unfortunate event of having a winter camp, and he was dealing with that. And I can imagine that the, the weekend report on Monday morning was quite interesting for, for the devil himself. Hey, Joshua? <laughs> all right? He's, he had somebody come in and report and say, well, who, what's going on? Who are you? Well, I'm, you know, Demon 2659 from the uh, anxiety sector, and I just got blasted out of wherever I was. This is what was happening on his Monday morning. Who are you? Well, I'm from the uh, depression sector, and I can't figure what's going on because someone was figuring out who they were. They figured they didn't belong here. They started speaking and believing what the minister was saying, and I, I, I'm, I'm lost. I, can't, I don't have anybody to deal with. Oh, are you seriously? Well, that's what's going on? This is what's rattling the devil's kingdom. And it started coming in left and right. It was suicide demon. It was anxiety demon. It was this demon. It was music demon. It was media demon. It was social media. This is all coming in on the devil on Monday morning's report. What's going on? I don't know, but they figured out where they belong. They figured out who they are. What's, how is this happening? That was Monday morning. That was the aftermath of camp for the devil. Monday morning for you, you were on a holiday, or the Americans, you're going to work, and you're saying, glory, I'm free. And Satan's twiddling the sums, what do I do? What's going on? How do I deal with this? Keep him there. Keep him there. Keep him dealing with aftermath of his defeat. All right, young people, right? He was crushed. He was crushed, but you know what? He had a bigger, he said, you know what? Forget it. I, you guys just go deal with it. I got a bigger problem on Sunday night because I got someone who's figuring out and believing that his cancer is gone, Brother Milko, Brother Ron Spencer. I got, I got, they're believing that this cancer's gone. It's annihilated. That's my bigger problem. Get out of here. I still got to deal with this aftermath. It's crumbling in on the devil because we're believing who we are. Amen? Where you belong in this kingdom, not oppressed by that kingdom. Amen? It's about time devil feels like Job. All in one day. He kept sending, all in one day. Oh, you're, this happened here. These are gone here. Animals are gone. Your children. He, he felt a little bit like Job. Oh, this guy's delivered. I can't, I can't oppress this one no more. And I'm, I'm, he, this one's delivered. I can't oppress him no more. Let him feel that way. Let him feel that way. Had enough of dealing with him and giving it all our way. It's battle time. Right? That, that was a theme that came out a little bit through the weekend. It's battle time. Young people feel a little more united. Unite. Family of God. Families, unite. We're not going to take this. We're not regressing. We're going forward. Amen? 
Now let's fight. You know, in times of battle, he said, well, they, they rally. They rally. Why? They're pumping their adrenaline up. Can you imagine going to battle and you're frontliner and you're the first guy? You bet you need pumping up because you're the first guy to get the sword right here at the end of the day. So there's a pump up. You need adrenaline going. But you know, what if you had no care for what you're fighting for? How, how amped up would you get? Probably not at all. I just, I'd be like, well, I, I don't even belong to this place, this country. I don't even know what I'm fighting for. I mean, whatever. Charge. No, 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 no. But when you know you're fighting for something where you belong to a place and it's under oppression or someone's coming against it to take it away, to destroy your family, to destroy your children, to take you into slavery. Oh, you know what you're fighting for, right? You know what you belong to. You say, no, 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 not, this is mine. Ain't happening. You can rally up and you can charge and say, we're going to take this down. That's what that was this week. It was a little bit of, no, no, you belong to the kingdom of God and Satan's oppressing you. We're going to take it down. Pull it out and ramp it up. Let's go, Abraham. Right? That's what the weekend was. Amen? It was a little bit of charge in there. Yes, sir. And we're going to hit him again. And we're going to hit him again. And the devil's down. And I know generally, chivalry says you don't hit a guy when he's down. Not the case, young people, this time, okay? Hit the devil again when he's down. It's okay to be unchivalrous with the devil, okay? Just remember that. Hit him when he's down again and again. While he's weakened, hit him again. Don't ever let him strengthen himself around you. All right. So young people, come on up. Here's your window. Thank you, Anthony. This is your window. All right. Well, Monday was aftermath for this devil. Well, Brother uh, Andrew would use this thing to say, Satan, be warned. Uh, round two tonight, so just be ready. Uh, going into camp, I had, I had this scripture and Brother John, the, fr- the Friday Young Peoples, he had us write down things we want God to do for us. And I had just had this scripture going through my mind. It's Revelations 13, 10, and 11. It says, And I heard the voice, heard a loud voice saying in heaven, Now has come salvation and strength and the kingdom of our God and the power of his Christ. For the accuser of our brethren is cast down, which has accused them before our God day and night. And they overcame him by the blood of the Lamb, and by the words of their testimony, and they loved not their lives unto the death. And I believe tonight for you young people, this is your scripture right here. God has done something for you over the weekend, and you have a testimony. Come share it. Like Brother, Brother Mike said, line up. Come on up while I'm talking. Line up. Show Satan what he has coming for him. Amen. So going into camp, I, uh, like Brother Michael said, they wanted more of a personal uh, dealing for the young people. And that's, that's what my prayer was. As, as I was just praying, God, you know, come to me on a, on a personal level. And, and we didn't know what was, what was in store coming into camp. And the first night we did have those, those questionnaires that Brother Michael had us fill out and stuff. And so I, I was filling mine out and you could tell, uh, that people were really thinking about it. Going, like Brother Michael said, there were deep questions and people were actually giving answers really deeply. And so I wrote down, wrote down what, you know, I want God to deal with me and just different things. And Brother, Brother Andrew starts speaking and in my mind, I'm, I'm going over my list and he starts talking about things on that list. Just striking them off, striking them off. And, and that's, this is one of the ways God personally came down to me. And on Saturday night, I, I was, I was praying and, and saying, God, I want more of you. I, I want you to come down in a, in a personal way, whatever way that is. And at the end of the service, uh, just sitting there and praying and brother, brother Andrew is talking and he starts walking down. He starts talking to somebody. So I look up and he's, he's coming down and he's sticking his hand out to me and he starts, starts speaking to me. And he just starts saying things, and I started accepting them, and 
you know, I, I just broke down because that it was God coming down to me. And I was I able to uh, talk with Andrew afterwards, and he was saying, you know, that's not like him to go down. And something had told him, God had told him, go down and talk to that young man. He didn't know who I was. He didn't know what I was praying or nothing. And he came down, and Brother Andrew said, that was God's love. He was showing you his love to you. And just just one quote I found in camp. I was sitting uh, Saturday morning uh, just just waiting for the devotion to start, and I didn't know I had this message in in my Bible, so I, I flipped and I looked at this first quote. It's uh, from Kinsman Redeemer, and he says, Oh, thanks be to God that when a man has once come to Christ and has been redeemed by the precious blood, the devil can never make you a slave again. You're secure in the blood of, the, of Jesus Christ until the day of your redemption. And so for you young people, just, just walk, in, walk in the truth that God has given you. Anytime, these, these moments, they're tie posts that we can look back on and say, Satan, I conquered you then, I'll conquer you now. He can no longer bring up your past. God doesn't even remember your past. So this encouragement and give all God the glory. Amen. So on the sun Saturday uh, devotions morning, uh, something that Sister Julie Wallman said struck me, and so it was just a, she was just talking about music. She was just talking about music and how that can bring other demons like depression and suicide, and it really struck me because like. I've listened, uh, I've um, struggled with music before, and it didn't really like, it didn't really like, like affect me at, at the time. But uh, yeah, he was, she was right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and so um, on Friday, Friday evening, uh, I prayed for, prayed for the Holy Ghost. He refilled me with the Holy Ghost. And I also prayed for, for me to get back on school because I'm really struggling. And I've had a skin disease for about five years, I believe. And I prayed for it, and I believe I'm healed. And other demons left. And, yeah, that's it. Okay, uh, first I want to say thank you so much to uh, Brother Mike, Brother Tom, Brother John, Brother Tim, especially Brother Ed for uh, allowing us to have the camp that we had. Uh, For myself, I hope you don't mind me just to take just a bit of time. But I, uh, the the, the camp, it like, it was for myself, my good friend Josh Bacanya and Joe Gindo. I don't know what's going on, but like, they were just like we're all. I all felt. I felt like we were all on like the same channel. Like this was maybe like two weeks before camp, two or three weeks before camp. And one day I got home from work, and for some reason I just felt like I needed to pray. And it hadn't been like that for a while, where you pray and you feel like you're desperate from uh, for God to answer your prayers. So I got home and I like did some other stuff, and then finally got to pray. And I like I prayed and I felt like if I was to type it, I felt like I was Samson. I felt like I was praying like Lord once more, Lord. I felt so desperate. And then eventually, then I went to bed. We had devotions. Went to bed and then uh, woke up in the morning and I prayed again and I felt the same like desperation and earnesty on my heart. And then uh, Joe Gindo he sent me a text. I, I won't take it out. Save time. But like. Uh, what on WhatsApp that it was someone's status that he sent to me and it was it was about desperation. And so I felt so like like I was in tune. And then even with uh Josh Mukanya, he had been saying that like at the beginning of the year he prayed that uh God would uh t- like move in the young people's group. And I remember I prayed about that like years ago and I like to completely forgot about that and forgot like that it, like kinda like it was something way in the past. 
Like, nothing was really going to happen. It was just like a youthful desire. But uh, Josh Mukanya, he, then he said that God had been impressing on him uh, um, that God has not forgotten him personally. And I took that for myself, and uh, God has been so good. So that just I just felt to share that before. And I just have one scripture. I will... One scripture. Uh, my scripture is, and he said unto me, my grace is sufficient for thee, for my strength is made perfect in weakness. Most gladly, therefore, will I rather uh, glory in my infirmities, that the power of Christ may rest upon me. And uh, actually, I was just sitting there, and something struck me is like when he said, for my strength is made perfect in weakness. Uh, before he was in previous in the previous verses, he was talking like thee. And like referring to him personally, but then when he came there, he just said weakness. I thought that was powerful for myself. It's like he didn't even say who he was, he just said weakness, showing that like we're just weak. And uh uh so that was the scripture that I felt to share. And um just give me a second. Uh so like I had to talk about like after camp. Um it's amazing. So like during camp, I went into camp, it was kind of not as desperate as I feel like I've come to other camps. But, uh, like, when I was praying for, like, desperate, that was, like, before, like, two or three weeks before. They coming into camp, I didn't feel so impressed uh, with that same desperation. But uh, I I prayed. I kind of did, like, last-minute packing. But uh, I came into camp and then was a bit tired, but, like, got through the services and... uh, it was amazing. Like the first service, I was sitting on the front row, and I remember brother, uh, brother Andrew. He like walked up, and he was it was in one of the videos. He was like speaking, and he came like right in front of me. Looked like looked me in the eyes. It just was I forget exactly what he said, but he said something powerful, and I was like, you know, what? I'm gonna claim that for myself. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> sorry, um, and then uh, wow. Uh, Oh yeah. Okay. So then, in uh, in camp, there was just uh, moments when we're just in a cabin, just enjoying ourselves, and like you don't feel that enjoyment that you had until you leave camp. When you leave is when you realize, like especially now, because I'm working, so I'm like around people that like swear a lot and like run like uh, bad influences. But once you leave, you realize how in, how much you enjoyed yourself while you were at camp, and. Just the simple stuff, like we like, played random games, but those really, like, now after camp, they really helped. So now, like, after camp, one thing that's really struck me is that confirmed to me that God did something for me is, like, the amount of, like, temptations and, uh, like, the amount of things that have come up, just things that, like, naturally, you'd uh, be like, oh, it's okay. Like, you're a guy, like, if it's a girl or something, you'd be like, whatever. But, like, uh, like certain things just out of the blues, like, somebody walks in front of you, like, make eye contact or random stuff like that, and it's just, like, that's totally the devil trying to distract me from, like, what God has done for me at camp. Like, he, he, he spoke about, like, we belong in victory, and a victory is victory. It's not half in, half out. It's victory. So I'm like, hey, get get out of here. I kind of not receiving that. And, uh, and so, and just uh, just something like is uh, we should value is also parents. Spend time with parents because like little things like I really appreciate my mom because she's like someone I can talk to and like laugh to, laughs at all my jokes. And, like, stuff like that, like, we should value that. Because after camp, that's what we need to keep us going. So, yeah, I just want to say thank you again. And uh, God bless you all. And, yes, God bless you. Thank you. So, before camp, my mother was just telling me that I shouldn't go into camp without expecting anything. And so when I went to camp, I just had this one question on my mind. And I prayed that the Lord would just answer my question. And when Brother Andrew was speaking the first night, um, he answered my question. My question was, am I filled with the Holy Ghost? And he said, if you want the Holy Ghost, you have to die out. And after that, I knew that I had the Holy Ghost. And I just want to thank him.
And the second night, he talked about being refilled and overflowing. And I had felt that I had been overflowing. That's exactly what Mike and I were talking about. I was telling Mike a little bit of my testimony, uh, what was the last evening? And I just said, you know, growing up, uh, you hear, you know, the Holy Ghost, and, and sometimes we make it too complicated. It's not complicated, but it, dying out is not complicated, but it can be very hard. And, um, I was telling Mike, I said, you know, many times I remember crying, begging for the Holy Ghost, you know, wanting it so bad, but I really wasn't dying out inside. And at the end of it all, I was like, really, that's all I had to do was die out and forget my own opinions and anyway, wants, desires. Um, I'm going to be short because, but, but I decided to break the ice for the counselors. Anyone at the counselors wants to say something, but, uh, brother John texted me yesterday and asked me if I want to say something. And within a couple minutes, the Lord put something on my heart. So I figured I, I had to come up and say it. But um, I was thinking about a scripture yesterday, Hebrews 13, 8, which we all know, Jesus Christ. And I love this. It says, Jesus Christ is the same yesterday and today and forever. And a lot of, like, if you're talking to somebody and you just say, Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. When you add the and, and today, and forever, it just makes it so much personal. And, uh, you know, so many times when we go to a camp meeting or even come here for church, our expectation, like when Jesus, if Jesus is in the house, if he's in the building, it's up to our expectation what we get from him. And it's not like I've heard people pray like Jesus move like never before. In my heart, I'm like, Lord, you're here to do your work. And it's up to me how I can believe for how I can receive is up is up to my believing. So I just encourage you that if Jesus is here, you can get, you, you don't have to wait for a huge move of the Spirit. You can get whatever you need if Jesus is here, depending on your believing. And um, something, excuse me, I'm going to take my phone out because I'm using the message hub. And uh, it's okay. It, it's okay. Um, just... Brother Branham here in a guide, and you were preaching from a guide the other day, so I was in that a bit, except for I think you were in 61. I was in 62. <laughs> um, I was in 61 first, but I was reading, and here, I just, this is, this was my observation of camp. Brother Branham says, did you ever, uh, he said, yeah, he said, do you ever, he said, have you ever been noticing the wild geese over there, ducks going south? Well, and look, if I were to tell this story, you guys would glaze over. But it's the prophet. So so he says, well, remember, he said, that little duck up there was born up yonder on a pond somewhere. He don't know east, north, west, and south. He doesn't know nothing but that pond sitting up there in the mountains in Canada. He said, he never was off that pond, but he was born, on, he was born a leader. He said, that little drake was born to be a leader. He said... And the first thing, one night, there was a big snow comes across the top of the mountains. What happens? He said, the cold breeze comes in down there. He says, I can imagine shivering, saying, Mammy, what does this mean? He said, see, he never felt that cold weather before. He begins to notice around. He begins to notice around the edge of the pond, the freeze, the ice coming on the pond. He said, he doesn't know. But all of a sudden, he says, he was he said he was born to be a guide to that herd of ducks. He'll jump right out there in the middle of that pond when it strikes him. He said, you call it what you want. He said, we call it inspiration, or you can call it. He said, oh, just instinct, whatever it is. He said, he'll drive right out there in the middle of that pond, stick stick that little honker up in the air, honk, 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 honk. He said, and every duck on the pond will come right to him. Why? They know he's their leader, and he just honks. Well, that's what I observed at camp. I was thinking when I heard that quote or read that quote, I thought of all the young people. And before that, he speaks about a, a lady in this in in the audience who said she doesn't really understand what's going on here, but she's healed, and the Lord healed her. And I thought, how many young people, maybe young, came to camp, didn't really know maybe what was going on, 
Maybe it's their first camp. Maybe all these things around them in the world, you know, the, like the ice freezing over. But when that seed strikes the heart and the soul, they can't help but rise to the occasion. And, and that's what I saw at camp because I saw some amazing things and I saw the Lord moving on hearts. And it was just like here, 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 boom, boom. And it was wonderful. The last thing, and, and there's nobody here, so you guys better come on up because I'm almost done. Um, the last thing, this is what the Lord actually put on my heart after Brother John. And it's something God did for me. So I'm a little vulnerable here. But I was praying, and uh, he did this, like, end of camp slash last day of camp uh, Sunday night when I was praying. Sunday night, so after camp, but it was throughout camp. But I, I was on my knees praying, and um, I really felt Satan there trying to keep me from asking the Lord for things, right? Just different stuff, whatever it was. And, uh, and then the Lord struck my heart. He said, don't have, don't have a complex about asking me for things. And, and that was incredible. It set me free from a lot of stuff. Just in my mind sitting there because, you know, I, I was praying and I felt, I actually kind of felt bad. And it was just Satan, like, you're asking for too many things. You know, <laughs> you're asking for too many things. And I'm like, okay, well, I'm asking. And then the Lord was just like quickly. He started. He actually started bringing scriptures back to my memory, um, where the Lord says, "Come unto me." You know, ask that your joy may be full. All these things, and and it really meant something to me when the Lord touched touched me there, and uh, basically get rid of the don't have a complex coming to me asking me for things, and so that's what the Lord really put on my heart to say. So I don't know who that's for. It might just be for one person. But when, when you're before the Lord, don't have a complex asking him for things. So, young people, next. <laughs> I'm next. Thank you, Andy. Oh, my. Oh, great. I have, I have a couple written ones that came in. So wait. Brother Jordan, he sent me an email. Can I read it? I came to camp this year praying that the Lord would fill me with the Holy Ghost. Amen, Jordan. I saw you stand there, and I was just so blessed by that. And they answered the questions that I had in my heart and delivered me. And on the first night, the Lord answered one of my main questions in my heart, how to handle certain situations that I'm facing in my life. And during the first service, Brother Andrew said to put God first in everything you do, and you'll be successful. I knew as soon as Brother Andrew said that, I knew it was for me. I don't even need this. Throughout the rest of the weekend, the Lord filled me with the Holy Ghost and took away the worldly desires I had, and now I'm living a new life by seeking and putting God first and having God fulfill His purpose in my life. Amen, Amen, Brother Jordan. That's a key. Like I I told him, that's a key that many people don't get is seek ye first the kingdom of God. And they're seeking so many different things, and they wonder why it's not going right or why my life is not fulfilled. It's because you need to seek Him first. That's a really big key to get, especially at a young age. Amen. God bless you, Jordan. Silas. Whoa. That was this camp. That, oh, my goodness. It was a experience. They didn't stream the service, or they did stream the services, but they didn't do the morning devotion. And you could see the different things coming out of the different young people and what they were experiencing. One thing that came out for me during the camp is uh, Brother Andrew, he was speaking. And one thing about Brother Andrew is he goes from one end of the platform to the other in a split second. You can be on this side being like, oh, I'm going to escape. No, you're not. And he's going to right over there. And he was he was going, it's like me to Michael, and he was right on the platform. And I've been praying before and praying for different friends and different people that I know personally. And I was wondering, Lord, am I going to make it? How do I know if I'm going to make it? And he came straight down, was like, you're going to make it. He pointed straight at me. He actually said, Brother Silas, you're going to make it. You're going to take your buddy's hand, and you're going to walk across. I said, whoa. (laughs) Again, whoa. It it struck me hard. And I sat there for a good 10, 20, 30 seconds like, amen. (laughs) That line just came across hard. And the Lord really spoke during those those few moments. 
And I'd seen people during that camp that I hadn't seen in years come up and sobbing to the altar. Friends that haven't cracked expressions in in different services give their hearts to the Lord. It was an, it was an amazing camp. Right down to, you're going to make it, right? And, and many times, and I have, a, I have some other written ones that, that express that thoughts that they were even thinking or things they're writing, and then right then, Brother Andrew's saying it. And it just, was just right, right on top of the thought. I, I'll read another one that I had. One uh, sister wrote in, I just wanted to send a testimony of what God did for me at camp, and I wasn't, it wasn't, I wasn't in an easy place, and I was dealing with just different struggles. And all the struggles came from a certain issue, and it was, it was that they were very confused in a very confused state of mind, and they just couldn't place what the truth was and what was not, what was a lie. And they stay, back when they were younger, 11 or 13 years old, it was in a stage when they were trying to find themselves and figure things out, and they were vulnerable. You know, I just mentioned that we were, we became vulnerable at camp with each other, and that's what we wanted to do, is just to gum down so that if I'm vulnerable, then they'll be vulnerable, and we all understand you're struggling, older people struggle. Middle-aged people struggle. It's not just young people that struggle, right? We all struggle. And so we're just telling, telling, getting to each other, on, especially on the Saturday morning, we're struggling together. We're battling together. I mean, it was, you know, it's not just like you cross over to tw- in your 20s and it's like, pff, the breeze. You know, you don't get over 40 and it's easy anymore. No, it's still a battle. It's still a struggle. And we're here this together. So this, they're saying I was most vulnerable when they were in their early teen years. But their blindness and arrogance towards God and the message at the time, they made him feel very lost. Even though I didn't want to feel this way, it may, may have taken a while, but through prayer and support, I came to my senses and matured and came to the Lord. You don't know what's going on over years. You're praying, you're praying, and it just takes some time, and the Lord keeps massaging and keeps working and keeps softening. Amen? That's over time. They came to winter camp this year with a burden for their family, and, their, and at the point, uh, specifically a brother, and at the point, they, he was kind of where she was indicating she was even... Uh, in the past, and and he said, if he, uh, I was able to overcome it, I believe he can as well. It just takes time and prayer. And I came to camp with the desire that God would touch his heart and guide him. In camp, God completely spoke to me and everything I was struggling with. Brother Andrew would say in the next sentence, he preached. Again, that personal. And I knew God was hearing my prayers and knew what was on my heart. He guided me and saved me from where I was, and I believe that God is going to bring my brother back. And I believe it, and I don't know when he'll come back, but God promised that he'll come back. Because it's a promise. Amen? There you are. You're anchoring that faith. The Lord met a need and anchoring deep down. He said it. I believe it. This is where our young people are. They're taking God's word and applying it to their life. God be the glory for that. Amen? Amen. See, we're not up here. I'm just going to read a couple that I have. All right? That's okay. But her Samuel Mateo. Is he here? God bless you, Brother Samuel. I love Brother Samuel. Shalom, dear Brother Michael. I wish to express my deep appreciation and thanks to the Lord for meeting me there on those sacred sands. Amen. As you were talking to the youth on Saturday, it brought to remembrance so many life events in my life of now, of how the Lord came to answer all my questions. The eagle comes to a place where he has to decide whether to go through the process of change or die. And I believe that's the main lesson the Lord wanted me to learn at camp. Listening to the testimonies of the people who since... Day one have never wavered in serving the Lord through camp till now has given me a courage to not give up serving the Lord in word or in deed. The Bible says, and whosoever, whatsoever you do in word or deed, do all in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, giving thanks to God and the Father by Him. Amen. Amen. Yes, sir. Do we change or die? And that was a better, you'll have to listen to the, uh, the archive to catch that. Like I said, you've got 10 minutes of... Multiple hours of time. It was a, a blessed time. I, <clears throat> I'm just going to watch my time. We're going to wind up because we're already already there, believe it or not. And I have more. I have multiple pages of, uh, of of testimonies. And don't stop just because we don't have end Wednesday night. Keep sending them to me because then I get to read them and I get to be blessed. So <laughs> if they don't all get to be blessed, bless me. <laughs> it's okay. You can bless me. It did. I, I mean, they came in today, today through different channels and just what the Lord did um, 
and how the, you know, brother Josh McKenney, who sent me, I appreciate your email. You know, he's, he just, he felt like this camp was such a personal camp because of the state in which brother Andrew came in and brother Andrew's family being attacked, you know, just so personal, you know, and, and so brother Andrew came in, he says, you know, I feel like I got a chip on my shoulder. I'm coming in, right? He's coming in attack mode is what he said, right? And uh, he did indeed. And, you know, and, uh, and so, Brother Josh, he just said, you know, maybe God told the devil, have you considered my faithful servant, Spencer? And I believe God allowed him to come into such circumstance just to make us realize that this battle is a personal because of our souls are on the line and should only belong to God, then we shouldn't give in to the devil so easily. But the fight with all that's within us. Amen. And here we are. That's what we're doing. We're fighting. And we're going out of this to continue. And so I just want to, in closing, and musicians can come, I'll just maybe mention... Uh, I was listening to Awakening Jesus. And the disciples, Brother Brandon dramatizes that, and the disciples were doing just what we were just talking about right now and the different ones that came up. They were testifying. And they were in the boat, just exclaiming what God had done. And Brother Brandon dramatizes that, and he talks about, my, did you see, you know, blind Bartimaeus? I mean, he was, you know, 100 yards out there, and he called, Son of David, have mercy upon me. And, of course, Jesus couldn't hear him. So his faith caught his attention. Right. Amen. They're testifying about this and they're talking about what could have happened. Philip is talking about Nathaniel and how he knew his name and who this must be the Messiah. They're all talking about all these incredible things that happened or the woman that touched the border of his garment. You can imagine there was a lot to testify about. There's a lot to talk about in the boat. So they're in the boat and Brother Bram says, what a great time that would have been. What a great time. You know, he says, John, the young fellow there, he says, thinking real fast. He says, must have been him that said, just think of it. Now, this is a prophet. I love a prophet. Just love it. Thinking fast. Must have been him. He said, the one, the one that could take five biscuits and two fish, feed 5,000. He says, my. Or the one that knows the secret of the heart. He said, he's with us in the ship. He's with us. And think of it. He's with us in the ship right now. You know, they're testifying about it. Here, God's right there with him, lying in the back end of the boat. And Brother Branham says, He's right here with us right now. He said, that's the same thing right now. The one that we preach about, the one that we talk about, what good is a God of Moses if he isn't the same God today? The one that we talk about is here. Oh, what a thing to think about. He's here with us. He was with us in the weekend. He was with us every service, meeting our needs, delivering our, us from our chains and things that have bound, bound us. And Satan was listening. Satan is listening right now. As you're in the boat of life right now, testifying of what God did for you, writing down, Brother Joshua, what God did for you, and he's listening. He might have had a bad Monday morning, but he's trying to recalculate his tactic. All right, let's figure this out. What do I got to do? And so he sent a storm their way and started stirring the water. Started blowing the wind. And a storm came their way, right? Because he's listening. He says, now, suddenly there arose trouble. Oh, no, I'm going through a trial. I had a wonderful camp, but now it's hard. Of course it's hard because Satan's listening, and he's going to pour it on. The waves got high. The sail, probably the wind just came down, and the angry gush whipped it right up off the mast. And the ship rocked over, and the big waves, the white caps, trying to take the boat down. You don't testify of how God saved you. You don't testify of what you were delivered with. And, and devil not going to be mad? Oh, he's going to be hot mad. Sure, he's hot mad. So he's trying to sink the boat. He says, but now, while the little lull comes, then when trouble strikes, don't we forget that so quick. Don't forget what God did for you. Don't forget the testifying of what God did for you so quick. Right? He says, trouble sits in, it's all forgotten. Don't forget. Don't forget what God did. That's why it is good to testify. Because it's out of your mouth now. It's spoken. It's out there. You've, you've declared what God did for you. And it's in his face. Instead of holding that in. Because then it's all mind battle. But did God really do that? No, you speak it. Amen? And don't forget what God did for you. Amen? They had forgotten the remedy was in the boat. And God is with you even in you, to the end of the world. Amen? God filled you with the Holy Ghost. He's in you. You've got the remedy in you to defeat the devil. Not just at winter camp, but today, tomorrow, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, every day of the week, he's in you. Take him with you. Jesus is in your boat. 
Not just at the boat of winter camp. He's in your boat every day. Don't forget it, young people. Amen? It only happens to test your faith. It only happens to test your faith. And we'll end there. I even shortened down all my pages. And I still have too many. Love it. Thank you, Lord. (laughs) Don't forget. And he's going to do it to test your faith. Because God said, God just wants to show that he's got someone he can put confidence in. That's why he's doing it. He wants to know if you can stand and if you can take it. And if you're a child of God, you're going to come through every time. Amen. And so we'll leave it right there. Let's stand and we're going to sing. I have a couple songs I wrote down. I'm trying to find them. There we are. My, I had so many. I had the great emancipator. Bless the Lord, O oh my soul. Oh, like a bird in prison I dwell. To God be the glory. Every praise for all my sin. Oh, what a Savior is mine. I had a list. Man. Because we have something to sing about. <laughs> yes, we sure do. Once my heart and soul were fettered by the binding chains of sin. Yes, sir. Oh, glory. Hallelujah. Oh, once my heart